back to DVD Grooves. We're doing a, a different setting, different sound system, a different guest, a different sporting event. It's it's all different today. We're in sitting in the living room. We're watching UFC. We got our good well, one of my good friends, Nikki. You you've only met a couple of times. Uh, my future good friend, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it all starts now. One of my uh, good friends, Nikki, coming on the podcast, and uh, a new band too. Yeah, it's been something new, something that our guest brought to us, which is nice yeah. because we've never had someone bring in a True. record yet. Yeah. Hey. I personally don't have it. No, it's a band I love. It's hard to find, honestly. Like, I had to scour eBay and took a risk on like a oh, that's an, eBay. an original copy Ooh, of it on eBay. Yeah, wow. and I got it shipped uh, to a PO box and then smuggled it over. I, I used to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. It was so nice when the border was open. Yeah. Pay five bucks US or pay like fucking 25 US. Exactly. And then while you're there, you get cheap gas as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all Some good. Wendy's. What? And how much did you pay for that? Um, I want to say like 25 bucks or something. Fuck. That's not, <laughs> That's bad. not bad at all. It's not bad, but I mean, it wasn't like the, the cover's not in great shape. But, you know, as long as the vinyl's mint, that's all that matters. Well, shit, we haven't even said what we're listening to. Oh, yeah. Do you want to introduce us? Yeah, well, okay, so we're listening to ZZ Top's first album called ZZ Top's (laughs) First Album. Really unique, original. (laughs) It's something that they clearly put a lot of thought into when they're doing it. You know, it's just like, what's up for one, two, three, four. It's like the band asking Bob Dylan what they should name their band. The man. <laughs> <laughs> the who? No, guess who? <laughs> yeah, ZZ Top. Fuck, uh, I love ZZ Top. I don't, yeah. I have, I don't know as much about ZZ Top as I probably should. Yeah. Well, the thing about ZZ Top too is that so many people mostly know, you know, post eighties yeah. ZZ Top. Like you're wearing an Eliminator shirt. Yeah. That's most people's ZZ Top. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even me, like. Uh, you know, I knew all the stuff on the radio, Tush and uh, Lagrange and all that stuff, but I had no idea about this album. No, I didn't even know it existed. And then I started deep diving ZZ Top a bit, and I found this, and I started looking it up on YouTube. And I was like, "Holy crap, dude. <laughs> this is insane!" Like Eliminator is a great album, oh, and great. I, I do understand why it it's was all successful. great. Those guys are yeah, fucking yeah. tight. It's all great stuff, but this is like ZZ Top. At its roots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What they did in the 80s was make money. A lot. Exactly. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm similar. Like, I knew more of the hits at a young age. Yeah. And when I finally took my deep dive, is after my dad played me Trey's Hombre, I was like, what? <laughs> like, you almost you don't me? think it's yeah. the same band. Because no, it, it isn't. It isn't. Because they're different isn't. people in the 80s Completely. from when they are there. Absolutely. Not like, in a bad way, but no, like, no, no. Like it's just an evolution, but kind of a different well, evolution. When I was doing my stage, I mentioned that to my kids, uh, not my kids, but my students, because um, we were. I was talking about that bands in the, that were huge in the '70s and '60s were still quite popular in the '80s, and I used ZZ Top as an example, mm-hmm. and it was mainly because they threw in new elements of like this kind of like they new adapted. wave rock yeah. type stuff. With the blues, so it was yeah. less hard blues, and that's what you know. Well, ZZ Top, honestly, they became more popular. Yeah. In the '80s, you know, they had 
a kind of a homegrown thing going on, uh, like real kind of Texas rock things. Yeah. Thing. But you know, they really paved the way for the whole like the MTV music yeah. video, the synth sound, yeah. the, you know, yeah. the the image thing. Always having a beautiful girl in those videos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dressing classy and cool, getting around, having a good time. Yeah. Like. And you know, the, the beards came after that. ZZ Top had an entire career's worth of music before before the Beatles. Well, a band that's similar in a different way is Kiss. Yeah. Kiss, they have a career with makeup. But what people don't understand for the most part is those first 10 years of makeup, though, that, those were big years, obviously. Yeah. They had, once they took it off, from the time they went without the makeup until they put the makeup back on, they had the makeup off longer than they had it on originally. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's really crazy when you look at it that way. Nobody realizes that. And which uh, which era of the kiss do you think sold more? Makeup or less? No makeup. Probably makeup. Yeah, makeup yeah. just because of not just records alone, but, but the merchandise. Yeah. But uh, kiss without makeup and initially kind of had hard. a hard time. <laughs> it's what's hard. They're kind of ugly without. The <laughs> yeah. Mostly, yeah, mostly Gene. <laughs> he looks ugly all the time. Yeah. It was weird stuff. though. Like, I seeing them with makeup and seeing them live, I can't. I mean, it was before my time, but I can't imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely weird. I think they they did it at the right time and put it back on at the right time. Yeah, for sure. ZZ Top. There's no getting rid of the beards. Oh, no, no. Once, once here, they man. came on, they never left. <laughs> like, they, yeah, they, I, they've never shaved it once. No. And, you I know, just, like, in their early pre-beard career, they still <laughs> occasionally would go through, like, shorter beards. Or, you know, Dusty Hill always had some sort of facial hair. But, uh, they, uh, they, they went on, like, a hiatus around 1977, 78, because they were burnt out from touring. And there's like, all right, we're going to take a break. They each went their separate ways. And then, then when they joined up again two years later, uh, Dusty had grown out his beard, Billy Gibbons had grown out his beard, even Frank Beard had grown out a beard, but he was like, uh, no, I'm just going to shake I love that his name's Frank yeah, Beard. I know. He's he's the one one of my it was just his birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was just his birthday, so... Well, unless I'm talking about my ass. Yeah, happy late birthday. Happy late birthday, Frank Beard. Happy 72nd birthday. Super underrated. You old bastard. Happy birthday. 72, man. Yeah. Great year in music. And you know, what year is this? 69? Uh, I think 70. 70? Yeah. 69, uh, Billy Gibbons was still with his band, The Moving Sidewalks. Yeah. Do they have albums? Uh... I'll check. I think they have one. Are I'm always interested in those yeah. albums, like the, that one album with yeah, one band, the, like, two or three years before he makes it with a They got band one album. called Flash in 1969, Yeah. and then it's a reissue but, of uh, something. Yeah, and that's the band that he toured with Hendrix with for a bit. Oh yeah. And then Hendrix gave him a pink strap as a gift. <laughs> that's badass. Yeah. Interesting. Flash, okay. Uh, and then they made the 99th floor in 1982. So I guess yeah. they revived in 1992. Now, I didn't know that there's past members of ZZ Top, though. Yeah, Larry well, they... Greg, Dan Mitchell, and Billy 
Etheridge? I didn't know those. I don't know those guys. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the the name came before the band really settled, or like because I think the Moving Sidewalks split up because uh, either one or two of the members got drafted and had to go to Nam. Ah, Jesus. And then you know Billy Gibbons was thinking, okay, you know, I'll turn it into a duo or something. And I think he came up with the name. I was playing around, but you know, it wasn't really going anywhere. And then Frank Beard and Dusty Hill were already in a band together, right. playing together in a blues band and stuff. So it just kind of yeah. Billy so Gibbons is like they're my cross I'm taking them. And you know, as they say in the documentary, as the you know, as the story goes, they got together and jammed just on a, a shuffle in C, as they called it. And they just jammed for like hours and hours without stopping. You can jam like, for quite a while on a shuffle MC. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> wow, well, fucking any blue shuffle, honestly, yeah. you could jam for fucking hours with those. And they just were like, okay, you know, this works. They let's got do the it. chemistry and built it right there. Yeah, totally. Now, this was actually uh, released 50 years ago. So this is 71. Oh, yeah, 71, 71. Yeah. So January 16th, 1971. So it's already been go. 50 years, but not 50 years is 50 easy years is easy. Crazy? Yeah. Now and they haven't, like, they've just been going straight the whole time. Well, I, I was supposed to see them yeah. last year, last May. Yeah. And Cheap Trick was opening for them. Oh, man. That would have been good. They're trick. coming back this coming May. Cheap Trick's still opening. Oh, so I, I definitely wanna. Mm-hmm. I floor seats now. They're like 120. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely interested. Uh, I think uh, I think I saw them at the Bell Center in like 2013 or something. These are top. You yeah. saw them. And I, I went by myself. Oh. I was the youngest person there, <laughs> and yeah. like I was on the floor too, so I was just surrounded by bikers and cigars and stuff. <laughs> like it's like, man, uh, it's like. When I went to Oceaga with my dad, he's like, I'm the oldest fucking guy here. Because <laughs> like, it was like, yeah. you know, mostly all teenagers and fucking 20 year olds. Well, it's kind of the same with Rush, though. Like, I went to yeah. see Rush there. Rush was pretty uh, old. No, I bet. A lot of old folks and mid age, middle yeah. age, middle 30s. Well, when I went to see Government Mule in Montreal, there was the same idea, just all dudes. And cigars and leather, leather vests <laughs> and shit. Something about blues music. Yeah, just like blues tracks, rock. Tracks the old fucking men in the cigars. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's weird. The Bell Center's a place where people can get away with smoking if they're all doing it. Yeah. But if there's <laughs> only a few, you're fucked. But you can't leave your seat on the floor and go to the front of the stage. No. You can do anything else, but... I, I remember when I seen Sabbath there... Yeah, we were there. I could, first of all, I can't believe they didn't play Sweet Leaf. Yeah, uh, which is uh, they probably yeah. didn't because of that reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crime. But the people behind me were smoking a joint. Yeah. And Sabbath is, you know, it is kind of stoner metal too. You know, like without a lot of shit about pot. They were smoking pot, making these albums. Totally. But <laughs> yeah. Any album that was made while the musicians were smoking pot are great albums to smoke pot. To. Yeah. 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 Well, the guys behind the right me, mindset. they're smoking a joint. I'm looking and I'm like, oh, fuck. And they're like, does this bug you? And I'm like, no, I wish I had some. <laughs> and they're like, fuck, man, have buff. So I'm smoking this joint with these guys. Pass it back to them. Five seconds later, flashlight in our oh, faces. No. And I'm just like pretending like I don't know who the <laughs> fuck they are. I'm looking straight at the show. Like, 
take those two guys out, they maybe came back two, three songs later and like, they took our dope. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, lose the dope or lose the Sabbath, and that's not like, you yeah. gotta lose the dope. <laughs> Definitely, and that, that's the trade to make there. I went, uh, when I went to Sabbath the first time, I remember we were pretty fucking high up in the nosebleeds, and they had the curtains drawn, the last couple seats, and I remember a couple people going by there smoking up, that security <laughs> was up there with flashlights looking around. So I'm assuming they got caught. I think they did. That was such a good fight the first yeah, time. That was crazy. So yeah, tonight's a big fight night. We got Israel Adesanya fighting uh, Vittori. Vittori. Yeah. And then this is the co-main. Figurado. Figurado. Brandon Marino. Which was a fucking masterpiece the first fight, man. Yeah. Like, it was a decision, right? Uh, I wasn't sure who was one. This should be nuts. Oh. This should be a nuts fight. I know. I, I, I want Diaz, because I like Diaz, Yeah. but fuck, man, like, Edwards is good. Oh, man. Yeah. That was the elbows, too. I mean, unless Edwards just eye pokes him all night. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. ZZ Top. Yeah. Where do you, uh, how did, do you know how they came up with the name ZZ Top? Uh, well, okay, everything about ZZ Top has to be taken with a grain of salt. Because Billy Gibbons is like a master fucker. He just <laughs> likes fucking with people. And, you know, so, yeah, his kind of version is that, you know, they're looking around for, for things, and he was a big B.B. King fan, so he's like, B.B. Uh, and then, I don't know, went to ZZ. And then, you know, B.B. King is at the top. ZZ Tom, you know, <laughs> something, something dumb like that. Probably, honestly, it's dumb enough that it sounds like it's true. Yeah, you know, sounds accurate as fuck. It, it could be like it could be anything. If anyone ever asks me, I'm gonna just say it's because BB came bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It went from BB to ZZ, and the BB was near the top. And yeah. <laughs> now what's ZZ? Z is technically the top and the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how about that? Wow, yeah. oh, fuck, he fucking lines up there. <laughs> They're from the heart of Texas, Houston, Texas. That little band from Texas, that's what it is. Oh, bands from Texas. Kick ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we got, but, like, there's not a whole lot, though. Well, I mean, there's, oh, there's Blood Rock, quite a few. Janice, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Johnny Winter, oh, Johnny, Edgar uh, Winter, <laughs> Winter Brothers, uh, Albert Collins. Okay. Uh, I got ice Jimmy Bond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Bond. Well, but then, yeah. okay, so we've covered very popular ones. But, like, can we think of any others? I, uh, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, but the thing, like, a lot of Texas bands were more mostly popular in Texas. Like, back then, Texas was almost like uh, an exotic land. You know, they had their own world. Everything <laughs> was bigger in Texas, all that kind of stuff. And so that's why, you know, ZZ Top had a bit... They were super popular in Texas for a while, but they had trouble breaking out of Texas. And so, you know, at a certain point, they were like, oh, you know what, we're gonna... We're gonna take this Texas thing to the extreme and then just brand themselves around Texas. So in 1976, they had, or I think it started in 75, the Worldwide Texas Tour. Okay. Where they they were supposed to tour worldwide, but it ended up only being in the States. 
but they had like an entire stage show of Texas. It was like, you know, they had they had animals on the stage, like bison and stuff. Their stage was carved in the shape of Texas. You know, they rang the those would have been some good shows to see. The rhinestone suits, yeah, you know. Those are fucking beautiful. Oh, that's, that's a trademark. That is a uh, trademark. Season top, for sure. And you know, that was that was their thing. Like Frank Beard's always back there. He, he just you know casually dressed, but uh, and then Gibbons and Dusty, they're always got a fucking. Imagine a drummer in a fucking big old rhinestone suit. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man, that'd be right. <laughs> you damn sure though, if the Stones were a fucking Texas band. That good old fucking uh, Charlie. Charlie Watts would be back there with a fucking rhinestone yeah, yeah, suit. Easy, easy. But yeah, you know, they took that Texas thing and that was their, you know, that was the the high point of the 70s for them. And then, you know, it became the Beards thing. Yeah. But, beards. like, the but beard really, when it comes down to it, ZZ Top is a blues band. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's like oh. <laughs> it does that thing once in a while where my turntable jumps back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bonus track. <laughs> yeah. I've already heard. But uh, you know, and yeah, they were blues power trio. You know, in the line, Cream kind of started. Yeah. The big blues power trio oh, and the Hendrix Experience, and they were big. Uh, early Fleetwood Mac fans as well. Oh, early Fleetwood Mac. It's not. It's it's like we were saying before how like bands change like completely. Yeah, that's a band that changed, changed completely. completely. And they did it and made a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. I mean, I much prefer the the early blues stuff. So yeah, I mean, I mean, can't for me, it's hard to say I prefer because like when you listen to Rumors, like or, oh, yeah, or yeah. the self-titled, it's, it's like, fantastic. If you don't like that, then it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, buddy? Like, it, yeah, it's, it's just completely different, you know? Because, you know, for me, I'm a big Peter Green fan yeah, as a guitar yeah. player. So, you know, anything with Peter Wicked Green in guitar my, player. I gotta, I gotta listen to that. And so, yeah, so early ZZ Top. But to me, they, they absolutely nailed the power trio. Yeah. Blues yeah. power trio thing, like... Yeah. And, and no yeah. one got too big for their britches. I mean, no. the name that everyone knows, if you only know one member of ZZ Top, it's Billy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like even me. <laughs> Billy can go off and do his own thing, because he does have his solo albums. He's got yeah. a solo album where he's oh, got, yeah. like, different singers on yeah. it, yeah, yeah. which was really, really? cool. I've never heard but, of him. But, uh, like, he, he's, he doesn't seem like... Cream broke up because there were three guys that yeah, all thought that they were the reason Cream was great. Yeah, it was yeah. like an ego thing. And yeah. Then, Wanted to kill each other, you know. <laughs> Mind you, they were all fucking good enough oh, to be like, like fantastic. I to me, Ginger Baker's in the top three drummers all time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, easy. Top five for me. I, I top five. I can't put him in the top three because I, I that's reserved <laughs> reserved for Peart, uh, Bonham, and Palmer. Yeah, like yeah, and, and Ginger Baker's just kind of an asshole. Did you watch the documentary? Yeah. Wicked yeah. <laughs> dick. Throws the fucking even, chair Even when the they got back together for that 2006 yeah. at Albert uh, Hall, the yeah. Royal Albert Hall, he was getting fuming. angry. Yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I see why you guys broke up fucking like Honestly. 50 years ago almost. Like, And most of the fucking, the, the, the con, like the, 
the heat between them was because fucking he didn't like the bass like the bass was too fucking loud all the time. Yeah, him and Jack Bruce did like, not. Jack would always play fucking well. too loud, and he'd be like, "Oh my fucking ears! Well, you're a drummer. What do you expect? Yeah. Like you're playing the loudest instrument on the stage just because he's got to turn yeah. it up because he can't hear himself." Well, instead, like <laughs> the way ZZ Top did it, so you know every band, every power trio, every band from the late sixties, it was all Marshall Stacks. <laughs> And that was Stacks, it. Stacks, too. You know? Especially when you're a three-piece. Yeah. Like, you you've got the, the guitar amps on one side, the bass amps yeah. on the other, yeah, and yeah. the drums in the middle. And, and so the story goes, uh, like, uh, you know, Dusty Hill would play through, like, a Marshall stack. But Billy Gibbons always had to have one more stack than Dusty. <laughs> so if Dusty got another stack, he would have to get another <laughs> stack. But no at, choice. One, at one point, the yeah. whole fucking stage is full of them. That's all it was. But really, the thing that is crazy to me like the first you know few ZZ Top albums from like 71 to 73 they're good they're hard rocking bluesy but still kind of tame yeah. restrained and at one point I don't know how I found them but I found these old bootlegs of ZZ Top concerts on YouTube like from I think the earliest one on YouTube is from like 1971 and then there's a whole bunch through the early 70s. There's no video footage. No, it's just audio. It's just audio. Some of it's pretty bad. Some of them are not bad at all. But you can still hear they're a completely different band uh, live. live. Compared, like, they play the same songs, but with, you know, if these songs are played at, like, I don't know, like an 8. Live, they're played at, like, a, a 12. <laughs> yeah, they break in the, the, oh, the scale. It's absolutely insane. And they go off on, like, big, you know, blues jams and like medley jams and all sorts of crazy stuff like just absolutely shredding and you know everybody knows now like i was just looking at some youtube video the other day of some dude is like oh billy gibbons uh lazy power chords you know like his signature whatever and all the comments were just like oh yeah totally these are really good oh billy gibbons uses seven gauge strings and really light strings and uh, you know, has such a subtle style. I'm like, no, 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 no. Billy Gibbons, from like 1970 to like 1977, was the baddest motherfucking guitar player on the planet. True. I'm saying, like, he's, he's fucking. He, he does rock. Like seriously, you, like you listen to his bootlegs, and it's a completely different guitar player. Like he's literally, he's playing a lot faster yeah. he's playing better he's playing you know longer just huge 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 sound the albums he was probably told well you got to keep it a little tame because you know you want well, yeah, to sell they, records they wanted you know radio hits and if stuff you, yeah. and you know on the next side there's uh you know the blues song on this album just got back from babies which All is right. like zz top's red house kind of thing so on the album it's like a a two and a half minute Kind of minor blues thing, and yeah, live they turn it into like an eight-minute extravaganza, <laughs> mega solos and stuff, and just, like just completely blow your mind. Billy Gibbons is one of those guitar players that's like everyone knows he's clearly amazing, yet still so underrated. Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. Like, how could you be that good and that big and have a band that's that huge and still be underrated? It like, but I mean it. it well, I think, to you, he might be yeah. your favorite, right? Or one of them? One of them. But that's mostly because I found that stuff that not yeah. many people found. And, you know, the reason why is because 
and I found this out, like, I think in the documentary, is because they kind of kept ZZ Top under wraps for really all that time. Like, their manager uh, didn't let them do, you know, interviews, do TV things, like talk shows or whatever. And they kept them really, they were a word of mouth band. And so, yeah, people will get bootlegs and stuff, but nobody really knows what they were like unless you were there. So a lot of people don't know what that ZZ Top was like. And it just kick ass. You know? Yeah. It would have been cool to have some live footage of those 70s shows. I know they like exist. Early. I know they, they got, exist. they got to be somewhere. Because I know there's at least... Because in the documentary, they showed mm-hmm. they showed video footage of those early days. That's, so I know they exist somewhere. That's one thing with the documentary. They kind of fucking skimped out a bit on the oh, live footage. Hugely. Like, it was a great documentary, but... They, I managed to find... probably uh, a director's cut somewhere. Yeah, totally. Like, I managed to find some almost like b-roll footage of like a tv spot for the worldwide texas tour where they just had like a it wasn't like a big production but they just kind of had a camera on the show from like the sound booth or something and so you like the sound is horrible but what's cool is to see them on stage rocking out because what they're masters of is you know, being showmen. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they play great songs or whatever, but they also put on a show. Fuck yeah, and they still do with and the they synchronized still movements. Yeah, exactly. The, suits, the synchronized the... moves, the suits, yeah. the spinny guitars, all that stuff. Oh, it's I all... fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's... I really do like yeah, yeah. Frank Beard's fucking cymbal stands look like truck exhaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, like, we reached another side. Uh, another side. We reached the end of another side. Fuck. It went by pretty quick. Yeah. They always do. Yeah, they do. We, we get talking, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, man, uh, next this time. Is, uh, almost over. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to flip and do a jingle, flip and we're going to be uh, right back at you with another side of ZZ Top's first album. Oh, oh. 
too. We're back with another side of ZZ Top. First album. First good. song on the first album on the second side. That was a good little jingle. Yeah. Good little jingle. That's fun. It's always fun to do those. Jingle, jingle. Especially when it's one take. Sometimes yeah. we fucking, me and Dylan kill ourselves trying to fucking get, <laughs> like we like are banging our heads against the fucking wall. Just well, some of them, it it's either like super easy or super yeah. long and annoying. Yeah. And then of course I forget to plug the mic in a couple times. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. The mic is useful. <laughs> yeah. Definitely with, because uh, we we like we, I think it was the last podcast we did a couple with a guitar. Like we did the jingle, but without the mic playing, like plugged in, so oh, yeah, 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 it sounded yeah. all right, <laughs> but it, it was a little rough there. Now, okay, I'm curious. So you guys are big vinyl guys. Do you have like a selection of go-to albums for just just for sound? Like, you know, the sound of the album to you is like, man, I, th- like what, this is just a, an ex- Just what you're getting out of the speakers? Yeah, yeah, like not, you know, the music is almost secondary, you know? Like just the, the actual sound production and the sound that comes out of the speakers is just so fantastic. Yeah. Because uh, to me, th- like this is one of mine. Yeah? For sure. Definitely. For a first album, it does sound very fucking clean. It, and it's very, it's like very a very sound, warm yeah. sound. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, sometimes it depends on the print of the record, you know, like, music on vinyl, for example, like, they have great prints, like, their shit sounds crystal clear. An album that comes to mind, like, sound-wise, that makes me go, like, holy shit, Mad Season. Yeah, I knew it. That's I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) My old man, he's got a Regus 6, which is very, very nice turntable, and, uh, I remember, I mean, we were probably half in the bag that night, but we were we were fucking jamming Mad Season, and I felt like Barrett Martin was like s- sitting behind me playing drums. Like it sounds yeah, yeah. so like like I could hear it if he fucking yeah. like you're there. Like, you played uh, it here, like we listened yeah, to it here. Yeah. And it's like wow. Yeah. I agree, hundred um, percent. Another one that comes to mind, just because I played it the other day, I have uh, Innuendo by Queen. Yeah. It's like the last one during uh, Freddie Mercury's life, and basically any Queen album, just because yeah. the voice. Yeah. Like the last song on Innuendo is "Show Must Go On," yeah. and when you crank it, oh, and it's legit. Like you hear Brian's guitar in one speaker with like the band, like lighter, and then you hear Freddie's voice with the band a bit lighter, and it kind of yeah. just it's like, holy fuck! Like yeah. when you play it. I'm like I'll go grab it after and just play you that one song yeah. loud just so you could hear what I mean because it's for like sure. holy fuck yeah. you hear it and it's like I, I live for those experiences man like, oh man my, my dad's setup is uh, like four speakers so they're kind of like you know you stand in the middle and you get surrounded you get by it all around and you know when I was a kid kind of discovering all this stuff I would take uh you know, Black Sabbath records. I was just gonna say Sabotage yeah. is another album that I put there. Like for me, for me, it's Black Sabbath's first album. I got it here. I mean, and you know, you have that kind of like crank to where you know the house is shaking a bit. 
but like that album like it's not even this, that the sound is that good it's that it's just so raw and you know visceral that you know when it's when they're playing uh, uh, warning and it's like uh, you know just Tony Iommi soloing you hear like here you know he's yeah. right next to you kind of yeah. yeah like you just that. playing guitar beside me yeah it's like what it's you like hear it's right there it's crazy you hear the Especially guitar for an example because well, sometimes when they hit the string, it just pierces your yeah. ears like oh, it, like yeah, it's that attack. It's almost orgasmic. Yeah, oh, it, <laughs> like it, it, it really it, is. It, it, like it, it, for it, someone that loves music, like that sound alone can give them like shivers yeah. down their spine. Like oh, that sounds so fucking yeah. clear. That's why like, I'm so appreciative of good kind of, you know, sound, yeah. sound recording. That's why, you know, the new Sheepdogs EP. Did you get it? Did you get a colored one? I seen you commented. Um, okay, you have to um, email the, what's the store? Music Cite? Because they're an independent record store, and then you just be like, hey, I want to order the thing. Yeah, I don't really like Music City as much anymore. That's fair. <laughs> guy's a bit of a dick sometimes. What's, I don't know, like, I feel like when yeah, I talk right. to him, I get like, <laughs> and uh, I don't want to call the guy out, because I've gotten some dope fucking oh, sure. stuff yeah. there. But when the old owner was there, the mm -hmm. older guy, I don't know, you're yeah, not from know. the area, are you? Oh, you Kinda, are? I am, yeah. Okay. I'm not from, like, like Sherbert, but the town's from, like, Georgeville area. Oh, okay. Yeah. I worked at the golf course out in Georgeville. The, the yeah. famous one there, yeah. right? the fancy one. Oh, <laughs> Demery's course? Yeah. Yeah, But, uh, I don't know, the old guy that had it, he was more of a rockin' guy. That's yeah. where he would get something like this, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be what you're going for. Now, it's like, if you're not looking for metal, you're not looking for much. Yeah, every, like, every time I walk in there, I'm like, man, there's weird stuff playing here. Less, <laughs> it's, like, it's like less and less what it was every yeah, time I go. Yeah. yeah. And it's not all sure. bad because there is music of that genre that, like, I got some Sabbath albums there. Like, when sure. I did the Rhino uh, collection that came out in 2016, the yeah. colored one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I finished that collection and thank God I did because those albums were like 25, 30 bucks yeah. and now they're all like 100. I've got a couple good records there. Yeah. I'm going back. I just wanted to comment on. There was one album that I could think of. I was fucking. While you guys were talking, I was sitting there like, what the fuck? Album sounds so good. Uh, Crime of the Century sounds pretty fucking good. Oh, cool. yeah. By, uh, Have we done Crime of the Century yet? No. We've almost done it. We've almost done it. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Crime of the Century for sure. One I'd be done. That is a good one. Yeah. I think Crime of the Century is one of the greatest albums of all time. Just like when in school when so he's playing solid. the harmonica there, uh, you could hear like the what? And you the hear it just so right there. I love that album. Uh, another one that sounds good to me is uh, the Soft Parade, The Doors. Okay. It's like, not, it's, it's not a lot of people's go-to Doors I'm album. I'm not a big Doors guy. Really? And I, I guess it's one of those things where like my dad didn't really like him. Oh yeah. So I grew up like like not really. Like I didn't grow up around it a lot. And like yeah. when I would like it was a band where you know if you hear it like you mention it like oh do you like the Doors? And my dad being like no not really like but I mean it can't all because that because like my dad doesn't like Guns N' Roses or the <laughs> or you know like yeah. 
uh, and it's it's weird. I don't think now looking at the doors, I don't, I love the music to it. Like the band is tight yeah. as fuck. I just I have a hard time getting behind vocalists that like die so young and oh he was God. <laughs> He was the greatest ever, and there'll yeah. never be another fucking Jim Morrison, and it's like... Yeah. Well, well he... Like, Jim Morrison's kind of like one of those... Like, he's not overly... Like, his voice is like, he, not he's not a singer. He's no. not a singer. I like, think it's he, more the words. His he's words. a poet. Yeah, he's he is a poet. It's he the is words, not the... However, as the doors went along, I really enjoy his voice. Like, the stuff... Like, um... On LA Woman, which yeah, is just a big blues a album. He album. rips, man. He totally that's rips. That's the one Doors album I really want and I don't have yet. Really? Yeah, I don't oh, have it. That album kicks ass. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I had a really. Because the Doors, you know, they have a lot of just solid tracks, and then each each album has that like one big kind of psychedelic yeah. masterpiece. And the Soft Parade, um, I had a really kind of visceral experience with that album where. Uh, one of my dad's friends, who's like my dad's kind of an audiophile, and my dad's yeah. friend is an audiophile. So, you know, he was rebuilding these uh, these speakers. I think I think they're they're mock ones. Um, these old Mop speakers. Mock ones. Company. But they're big, you know, awesome. old kind of holy grail speakers. Anyways, so we went up to like uh, this place. I was pretty young. Um, but, you know, they're just like, okay, 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 okay. Sit, sit down. So I was sitting in this chair, at the other end, and it's, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Threw beer all over the place. <laughs> I did. That's I only I got a little bit on the cursor. No worries, no worries. Um, yeah, so I was sitting, and across, the speakers were, like, staring at me. Yeah. And he was like, okay, 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 listen to this. And so he put on the song, The Soft Parade, and, like, I think that was the loudest I'd ever heard anything <laughs> in my life. Like kind of like, you know, blow back in your chair kind of loud. Like and that famous picture where the guy's yeah. sitting and the hair is blowing. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly it. And it just kind of was like, oh my god, this is this is this is something. Else, you know? It's a band I really need to give another chance to. Yeah, it's, well, you gotta like, you know. You gotta set the mood almost, you know. We we had a but he was kind of a dick. Yeah, Jim Morrison. I, I remember because uh, I mean even bands that I'm not overly into, I'm still interested in, like Nirvana for example. Like I'm not super into them, but I'm yeah. interested of their story. I I remember like Dorses where like they're all waiting at rehearsal and he's not showing up, not you know, and they don't hear from him for the next couple days, yeah. and then he'll yeah. just. Strolling, like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like deep into alcohol and drugs, and you know. My uncle saw him, uh, well, saw the doors in Montreal. Really? Um, and he came out, you know, there, he was late, first of all. Jim, I, I, I don't know if the whole band was late, but I think Jim was definitely late. So it started late. Then he got on stage, they played for 20, uh, I think it was 20 minutes, then he fell backwards, knocked the whole drum set off, so they had to take a break and an intermission so they could put the drum set back together and That's all that. <laughs> then they played, I think, an hour 40 minutes, and then they were gone. <laughs> Have like, you seen the movie yeah. where Val Kilmer... Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best uh, portrayals of 
definitely a musician. That was a really good movie. And he really got fucked up after doing that. Like, he really got into the yeah. mind state of Jim Morrison and... Which would fuck anybody yeah. up. You know? <laughs> it would kill someone. <laughs> well, that's why he died. Unfortunately, that's... Uh... That's what happens with a lot but of But he's guys. definitely not the best singer in no. The Last Boys Morrison. No. No. Van. <laughs> yeah. Van Morrison has a great voice, too. Mm. I definitely agree with that. Um, but, okay, but you know who almost should have played that role? The Norris dude? No. The, uh, yeah, for Jim no. Morrison. The guy from the Tea Party. Yeah, he looks a he lot like him. He is Jim Morrison. Man, it's messed no, up. I don't know. Like, he... Uh. He looks like him and sound like can sound exactly like him. It's scary almost. I'll pull up a photo because I, I I've seen this. And it's I like, mean, Whoa. but when when Val did it, he really did look like. Him. Oh I, no, absolutely. It, like uh, like you see some of these biopics and it's like you don't yeah, look it's like, like him, really, you motherfucker. Really off, yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of scary sometimes how much he looks like him. <laughs> yeah, you know better. the face is a little different, but like the whole like long hair, you know. And, but if he does like the, you know, every now and again at a stage show he'll do like a kind of joke, because you know everyone's like, oh my god, you sound like Jim Morrison. Then on stage he'll like sing a, a, a line from a Doors song, and it's like dead on. <laughs> it's scary. Um, I'll do the reception. Uh, the reviews of this album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot, but... Because uh, nobody knows it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but All Music gave it a three out okay. of five. And the Rolling Stone album guy gave it, gave it a two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, bastards. <laughs> all Music says, uh, ZZ Top's first album may not be perfectly polished, but it does establish their sound, attitude, and quirks. Yeah. yeah. I love music that's not perfectly polished. Yeah, <laughs> but... yeah well, like, I, I was just reading the other day about the early Wings albums that got, like, horrible reviews and, like, oh, this is, you know... Yeah, because people want to hear Paul with the fucking Beatles. Yeah, and it's like, dude, it's Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Just enjoy Shut the fuck up. Give him a chance. Don't, like, ever second-guess anything he ever does. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> And yeah, but like that's the thing about like this album in particular, it totally, right from the get-go, establishes ZZ Top. Yeah, who yeah. they are. You know, they're like, okay, they got dope riffs, bluesy sound, uh, innuendos, <laughs> yeah, kind of like subtle humor, you know? It's like... And they look like fucking badass bikers. Yeah, they're fucking kings. They look like they kick your ass, fuck your wife, and then play a show on your front lawn with all your friends and family there where you're lying passed did. out. <laughs> Probably did, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this is the only song people know from this album. What is this, Shaking Your Hair? Uh, no. Um, uh, my mind is blank. <laughs> it's the last song. But it's on, like, it's because this one is on the, the first ZZ Top Greatest Hits album. Okay. Backdoor Love Affair. Okay. Like, no. This is the only song I knew from it because of the greatest hits album. The only song I knew off this album was Brown Sugar. And that's because yeah. uh, our buddy Phil, you know Phil. 
Yeah. Uh, he's really he's a big ZZ Top fan, and he he's always like, man, Queen Street should learn how to play Brown Sugar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. No brown Sugar that. is kind of like starts off really like straight bluesy, just Billy on the guitar, and yeah. then goes into this total ZZ Top rock riff kind of thing. But in the live show, you know, Billy Gibbons would take the intro for you know yeah. a whole five minutes of just total guitar wizardry. I love that. I love that because when you see it live, you, like you hear it as if he was like how he expected it to be. Yeah. Almost, you know? Yeah. It's, it's back to what you're saying about bands being bigger live when they yeah. were like in the early '70s. They weren't doing a whole lot production-wise. I mean, bands like Floyd were really taking oh, it an extra sure. mile, for and, sure, and like sure. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and like prog rock was really yeah. experimenting with all that shit, like yeah, to, yeah. to learn how to. But like rock bands like these that weren't gonna do all those little things. This is like like sitting at the Lion and hearing you guys play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, like their general stage production wasn't that great but their like musicianship is what sold it i remember one time watching the boys play down at the bar and there was a part where taylor's doing the solo takes off his guitar hands it to you oh, yeah. you continue yeah, the solo <laughs> and then you take it off and i think you handed it to uh, nico was, no, uh, it was anthony. Anthony. Yeah. yeah 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 there was a yeah. well there was a couple of you and they were yeah. and then it goes back to taylor oh, yeah, and no, the nico song did take it out yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah 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 and then it goes back to taylor and the song just rolls on and some people are like really enjoying it like me like yeah. thinking like that was so fucking cool <laughs> And so the funny. band was going the whole time, like not worrying about what Taylor's doing, because two seconds later it's in a capable hands, yeah. playing, and it's like, man, I thought that was so fucking cool, like oh, to yeah. see that. I, I love like, that. That's yeah, Taylor. We just kind of let Taylor do what he wants. He he's got freedom to do whatever the fuck he's he the wants. He's kind of guy that you have to do that with. Uh, fine. Oh, and he does, bonus he bonus does, tracks. he does that like, he's such a shy guy. And then the second yeah, he has he that guitar in his hand, he just <laughs> rubs it against the mic stand, fucking rubbing it against the cymbal uh, stands, beer yeah, beer bottles, just standing finger, like, you know, behind, behind his, his back. Trying Remember to he played it behind his back at that fucking, that ghetto concert hall where you're doing the Battle of the Heads, he had that jacket on, he was getting a cotton <laughs> jacket, he's like, fuck, <laughs> he couldn't get it around, he's but he still animal. did it like a beast. He's yeah. an animal. It, I, I, honestly, like playing guitar on stage like that, it's an adrenaline rush. Yeah, you know, you can do anything. Yeah, he's not shy when he holds that guitar. That's for sure. Fuck eh? well, Nikki, do you want to leave us with a little like easy top riff again? Oh, like, okay. A little something else for the listeners. Ooh. Hey, come on. Oh, come yeah, on, Brad. I've seen you do a yeah. lot worse <laughs> to that fucking poor I thing. I bought it for only five, <laughs> for fifty bucks. Let's see. Oh, that was a great fifty bucks spent, by the way.
fucking decent. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's another episode of DBD Grooves. We hope you enjoy this. I don't know when this will be coming out, but uh, in the near future. In the near future. So and uh, uh, go listen to ZZ Top if uh, you don't like ZZ Top. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>